0: Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. So anyway, uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 20, verse 27, this is our series, we're in the lantern. This is part three of this series, and then again next week when we start, we're going to actually take and go through the messages and go with you through experiencing God. We won't be going through the the in-depth stuff that you'll be going through, but we will give some... Uh, some message kind of prep to help you in that week of study as you go through it so proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 this is new american standard bible it says the spirit of man is the lamp of the lord one translation says candle of the lord um, uh, but it, it says it searches all the innermost parts of his being and one translation says the innermost part of his belly but it is the the deepest part of connection uh, with you and with god is spiritual it is the part that the lord speaks to you by his spirit to your spirit and that's why it's very important to know that if you are a born-again believer, you have a connection with God that is open to God. You can hear from the Lord, and He can talk to you. But it's very important, you have to be born-again. This, if you're not a Christian, it's not clear. It's like a pipe with, with mud stuck in it. You know, you, you might get some things through, but it's not gonna be as, as clear. If you're a Christian though, that gateway, if you will, to God is open. Now we, we mess, you know, it met our minds and everything else, our emotions and all of our things that we deal with day to day to day. It messes with some of that. But as far as the Lord is concerned, you've been recreated in Christ Jesus. You're a new creation in the Lord and you have access to God. Uh, That's very clear through Jesus. You know, you have access to the Lord through him. All you got to go is go before the father in the name of Jesus and you have access. But when it comes to communicating with the Lord, he speaks to our spirit first and foremost. And last week we said, it's also a bit of a discovery process. You're trying to it's like, you know, figuring some stuff out with God. You're, you're checking it out a little bit. Well, today I want to talk you a little bit about this from the standpoint of, of a bit of this book. If, if you remember this when we were kids, uh, and maybe you've already read some of these. My kids have a few of these every now and then. These, these, um, uh, they're called adventure books. I can't think they're called choose. Like you choose your adventure or something like that. I can't remember the term of, the, the term of it. But you, you pick these little books, and at the end of every like ver, you know, chapter or whatever, you'd see this part, and it says what? All right, you're... you're on a plane and you've crashed and on this plane there's only you and 15 of your friends who have survived now thank god it wasn't in the frozen place like that movie you know if you ever saw that 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 you know oh my that was terrible but anyway i know it's true story but that was bad <laughs> i was like did this really happen oh man that's desperation right there uh i think it's called alive even worse name but anyway um you probably wishing you i don't know that's a hard that's a really crazy crazy story but at the end, let's just say you and your friends, 15 of you guys, you're, you're crashed. And on this plane, you look out and, and you're near this ravine. You see over the ravine, you see a city, but it's, it's a good ways out. They don't know you've crashed. And all you have is a first aid kit and a bottle of water. Your choice. This is at the end of the thing. Your choice is either to grow across the swing bridge. It's old, but you can go across the swing bridge. It's fast. You can get across the ravine and go straight to that town. Or you can climb down the canyon into the ravine cross the little river, go back up and go across. Or number three, you can just wait on the plane. Remember the movie alive. Just don't know if I'd wait. I'm just saying three choices. Now let's just see who, what you're going to do. Just for fun, real quick. Just for fun. Take a minute. What? Come on. It's not a big deal. Number one, How many of you guys say, okay, I'm going across that old swing bridge. That's what I'm doing. Raise your hand. Let me see. Okay. Okay, great fantastic okay how many of you guys say man eh, i think i'm gonna climb down the ravine i'm gonna go down there across the river and go up the other side raise your hand okay and how many of you guys are gonna stay on the plane you're like dude i'm waiting for there's a beacon, in a black box or somebody's gonna find me how many of you guys are gonna wait on the plane okay all right so here's here's how those things would work for me i would read those choose your venture books and this is how the first choice seemed like it would work for me number one i crossed the swing bridge and i looked really good until i stepped on that fourth step and it broke and i fell to my depths and died start over you know, like, oh, man. So then I would go to the next choice. Okay, I'm going to climb down the ravine. I climb down the ravine, and there I see a boat. It's an old boat, but I get on to get across because it looked like a great idea. But the boat had a hole in it, and alligators got me and snapped me up, and you died. And so I go back to the third. It must have been the third one, right? Those people who waited on the plane, they were the smart ones because the beacon went off, and here come the rescue crew, and they were saved. And I thought, man. I just never could figure out the Choose Your Adventure books to work in my favor. So, congratulations, every one of us perished, except for a few of you who started to say, and wait on the plane for the black box. And it's crazy, though, right? Choosing your adventure, it's its one of those kind of interesting things in a book, it's fun. But um, when it's working with God, it's really important that we learn how to hear from the Lord and choose, really, the right the right direction. And because God speaks to our spirit, and it is a discovery process... I just want to remind us of a couple things today that, of how he does this. And when you choose something, it's either yes or no. Will you go down the swing bridge? Yes or no. It's it's not like a, you get to walk on the swing bridge, tie rope. No, yes yes or no. The bridge or no. The ravine? Yes or no. Stay with the plane? Yes or no. That's your choice. Sometimes with God, we like to add more than what we have available. And I mean, most of the time it's a yes or no. Sometimes it's a, you know, it's not a big deal, but some, most of the time it's a yes or no. So I'm going to explain that as we go through this, okay? So let me give you a little uh, background on this. In Joshua chapter 9, verse thirteen. if you want to turn over there, Joshua chapter 9, verse 13. This is a story where uh, Joshua and the leadership, they were there. They had a great victory, and now they're kind of moving on. And these individuals decided, because they were around the territories, they looked and they thought, man, these guys are no joke. They're going to kill us all. So they came up with this plan that he said we're going to look like a bunch of like travelers that we have had zero food, zero we're just out of everything. We're going to look come into town looking really beat up and we're going to tell them, "Hey, look, we're from way over there the other country you don't know where it is." "Hey, welcome us in." And so this is what they did. So in Joshua chapter 9 verse 13, they came as they were neighbors in the town, but they came as foreign travelers. And they said to the, Joshua, exactly what I told you, verse 13, it says, Look, these wineskins which we filled were new. And behold, they are torn, and these are our clothes and our sandals. They're worn out because of the very long journey. So the men of Israel took some of their provisions, and watch this. They did not ask for the counsel of the Lord. Like I'm, I want to slow down. How insignificant do you think this was? On one hand, you know I have to convince my girls. uh, It took a while because they have these bleeding hearts. You know what I'm saying? Like they just love. They very compassionate. I am too. But you know, if you depending on how you what you grew up with and what you saw, you, you learn to figure out some stuff. And I've had to tell them numerous times they wanted me to give all of my cash out every time we stopped at the stop sign because somebody had a piece of cardboard. I know this bothers some of you when I say this. But why don't you inquire of the Lord? Mm -hmm. There's no... Anywhere in the Bible says you ought to just give all your cash away to everybody that has a sign. And you don't know, first of all, what's going on. Giving somebody cash might not be the best Decision for that person. Give me a hamburger, sure. I do, man. I've done that numerous times, but I have learned. I've watched. Inquire the Lord, because not every case is the same. It's not always what you think it is, and I understand it's not always what I think it is. I get it, but why not just inquire the Lord? But, so these guys didn't do that, and watch, they went further. They thought, well, these people, are they need help. They didn't ask for the counsel of the Lord, verse 15. So Joshua made peace with them, and he made a covenant with them. That's a big deal in the Old Testament, to let them live. And to, and the leaders of the congregation swore an oath to them. They would not kill them, not hurt them. They would protect them. They welcomed them. They became a part of the family. The family, you know what I'm saying? They were <laughs> godfather-type stuff. Nobody's going to mess with them now because Joshua said, leave them alone. And then when they found out about it, they were very frustrated the people are very frustrated, but here's the deal. Too late. They made a covenant. Now, Joshua can't back out of it. The people can't back out of it. All costs, why? They did not inquire of the Lord. To so just stop for a moment and just ask God. So it's, I've done it. You've done it. We've all done this before. We just go through and we think, well, it must be okay because instead of stopping, just ask God, is this you right now in this? And so, it's funny how we do this in the natural. We'll be so quick to respond in the natural with something. We see, oh, it must be. And never stop, just ask God for one second. Is this you? Because is it possible that it's not always what you think it is when you see it in the natural? It's possible. So let's look at a couple of things of how can we inquire of the Lord. I'm going to brace. it. I know I've said it probably every time during this series, but number one... It is His Word. So think. choose your adventure, okay? You have something on your heart. Something is burdening you. It's, it's there. You're asking God, I, God, I need an answer from you. Where do you go first? Thank you, Mom. Thank you so much. That is exactly it. Because if you go to your best friend first, watch what happens. What if your best friend doesn't have the clarity that you need? And what if that little thing on, and I'm not bashing it, but your favorite little Christian radio station just came on something, said something, and you think, oh, it must be God. But you didn't go to the Word first. You're basing your walk with the Lord on radio waves and friendships. And that is not how God asks to be led. Remember, I'm going to get my little lantern out again, just for fun, right? So the, the Spirit of man is the candle or the lantern of the Lord. And many times it's not so in-depth... It's oftentimes so simple, but it's so close to us. We oftentimes just overlook it because it can't be that easy. But I'm saying go to his word. So watch what happens. Had Joshua and them remembered the word of the Lord. Exodus says this. Exodus 23 and verse 31. And I will fix your boundaries from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea. And from the eastern wilderness to the Euphrates River. And I will hand over to you the people now living in the land. And you will drive them out ahead of you. Watch this. Make no treaties. They didn't have to know. They didn't have to be rude to them. They didn't have to be arrogant. They could have given them a hamburger. You know, give them a cheeseburger, baby. Give them some tacos. It's all right. Just don't make a treaty with them. Why did they do that? Because they were fired up after a victory. They were rolling, baby, on the high line. They were just, whoo, man. They stopped and forgot to inquire God. And isn't it funny how when you get through some things like that, a a great victory, it's oftentimes when you go through that that you kind of just run so fast you don't really kind of stop to think, oh, man, is this the Lord? But he says, make no treaties with them or their gods. They must not live in your land or they'll cause you to sin against me. If you serve their gods, you'll be caught in the trap of idolatry. And that is exactly what took place. So here's a question. Choose your venture. Is my situation found in Scripture? Watch this. Just pretend right now. Everybody's going to raise their hand, one or two. It doesn't matter which one you pick. Just watch, okay? Yes, my situation is found in God's Word. Raise your hand, please, if you think. Yes, yes, is yes. Just a few. We're just playing right now. Just playing a game. Thank you for participating. Everyone else must be going to be a no. If your situation is not found in God's Word, raise your hand, please. Okay, there was only a few of y'all. Some of y'all are not participating. Choose yes or no. You don't get extra addendums in the book. This is choose your adventure. Raise your hand if you're saying no, it's not in the Bible. It's okay. We're playing a game. okay. If it's not, for those of you who raised your hand, yes, watch this. You found your solution. There's your answer. You don't need anything else. For those of you who say, well, it's not specifically in the Bible. Okay, well, guess what then? You've got to go further. So you've looked in God's Word. You can't find it, so what do you do now? Well, the Scripture says this. If you have found your answer, let me give you this part. If you did find your answer. Here's what he says in Joshua 1.8. The same guy, remember, who made the treaty... The same group that did this. He said for us to study this book of instruction continually, to meditate on it day and night. So you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Now watch this. Why day and night? Have you guys ever noticed this, that uh, worries and anxiety, fear, stress, whatever you want, pick the, pick the poison, right? It doesn't matter. You ever notice that? When does it come? In the daytime, you got it going in your head. And in the nighttime, it won't. Like you can get preoccupied with stuff during the day, but at night you just can't sleep. It just won't, it won't let you go. It's just you know. During the day you got okay, I'm busy with this. So what does God say? In the daytime, you found your answer. Meditate on that. In the nighttime, you found your answer. What do you do? Meditate on His Word. Why? Because if you don't, your brain is going to say no, no, it's not true, not true, not true. God, uh, 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 no, don't believe it, don't believe it. So you meditate on it. What was your answer? Did you find it? Yes. Meditate on that. So this is what Psalm says. Psalm one, uh, in, in chapter one, verse one. This is from the New Living Translation it says, "Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join with mockers." Verse two. Watch. But they delight in the law of the Lord, and what do they do? They meditate on it. When day and night, day and night. They, because they meditate on God's word day and night, they're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. Meditating on the word day and night, that means when you're worried and you have anxiety. If you found your answer in God's word, we go back to that answer and we say, no, the Lord says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on me. So, Lord, I'm just, I ain't got no, well, I go back to what does it say? I thank you, Lord, for the peace of God that passes all understanding. Thank you, Lord, that you said don't take thought for today. I mean, for tomorrow, because today's got enough trouble of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. You're going to deal with that later. Today's got enough. Because who can change a day? Or can you add more days to your life by thinking about them? No. So it says quit doing that. So you meditate on that, right? You meditate on these things that will help you. Whatever your answer is, if you found it in God's Word, that's your answer. You meditate on it, and that's what you do. But if you said, no, my answer's not in the Bible, then what? Because specifically, there's things that aren't in there. Should I marry this person? That's a great question. You might want to get that one right. (laughs) It's a great question. You want to live with them jokers for a while, so get it right. Should I? Yes or No. Should I buy this car? In their culture, it might have been a donkey. Should I buy this donkey? How do you know how to follow God in those kind of things that aren't specifically given to you in the Bible? The next course of action, I would say, would be to go find you some godly counsel. And you say, well, how do you know if it's godly counsel? I would recommend, now, this is not a jab. I'm saying this with all due respect. Find some people with a little more gray hair than you. Just being honest. I mean, can we just be real? Because your friends are going to think the same thing you think. Can, can we, if you were to talk to my grandmother and ask her about the monetary system in which they operated with when she was growing up and in their time of doing business versus what it is now, they will give, you'll get a different response than what you get today from people of my generation and younger. Completely different. So don't just go to your friends, ask some people that you may not know as well, like as far as like, they're not your best friends, but they are spiritually wise. They look like, you know, you, you can check them out, verify. There are some wise people, good counsel, spiritual counsel. Why? Because you might need some input and God uses other people. So listen to this. Why not just ask my buddies, Pastor Jody? Well, 1 Kings 12, 6, listen to this, because this is why. So King Rehoboam, Rehoboam was uh, Solomon's son. Solomon built this massive expansion project. You know, David didn't do it. Solomon did. There's a reason why Solomon's temple is spoken of so much more than, you know, Zerubbabel or even the the tabernacle very much. Because this thing was massive. Some of the same uh, foundation stones are still in Israel today. This thing was unreal, if you can imagine it. But his son, King Rehoboam, discussed this matter, talking about what should I do as far as how much work should we put on the people, with the older men who had counseled his father Solomon. So he first went to some gray hair, okay? And Now, when I mean gray, I don't mean just, I mean spiritually, too. Because you, you can have people around you that spiritually have some gray, right? Just, just listen to people some wise counsel. So he says, <clears throat> he went to the older man who had counseled his father Solomon, and he says, what's your advice? How should I answer these people? The older counselor said, if you're willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they'll always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of his Young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. These were his buddies. They're buddies. Played a little ball together, probably hung out. Maybe they went to the pub. I don't know. They're buddies. Let's just be real. They're their friends, okay? And this is what they said. The young men replied, This is what you should tell these complainers who want a lighter burden. My, listen to this. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. I mean, that is some, some stuff there. Yeah, my father laid some burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I'm going to beat you with scorpions. That, I mean, it sounds brutal. Like, man, he's throwing like spiky scorpions at him now. Like, he's going crazy. But what did he do? He listened to this instead of the men who were around that were wiser. And it cost him everything. And I'm saying to you this, why? Because if I can't find specifically my answer in the Bible, if I had a finance, not to dump it off on, on Gary and killing, but if I had a financial question, them two right there, some of the smartest people about money that I know, I'd say, you ask them, ask them a question. Hey man, look, I got this ability to buy a house. Yeah, you do? That's great. Ask them what they, about mortgages and how they work and all that kind of stuff. I can get it, but man, I got to do it this way and this way and this way. And before it's over, you know, you got a 20% deal running on back end of three other notes and whatever. They're going to say, bad idea. Yeah, but the house is so cute. It's got shutters and a front stoop. And they're going to say, yeah, and it's bondage. Figure out another idea. Yeah, but, because see, that's our culture says, yeah, but it, we want it so bad. And let's, in our culture, you can get it. They got it figured out how you can get anything you want. Anything. Ask somebody else though if it sounds like a great idea. I was looking just not too long ago because we were trying to uh, figure out some stuff at our farm and <clears throat> the uh, the trailer that we use. Me and my uncle both we use this thing and it's it's a big trailer like you can put heavy equipment on it. And my truck, you know, when I would load it down with um, with dirt and, and and compost and whatever else. Man, the load, the trailer alone is heavy. What, the weight of the dirt plus the trailer, it was, I'm pushing the, the, the max tow limit on the, on the truck, right? And I got a pretty, I mean, it's not a small truck, but it's certainly not a, it's a 150, it's not a 250, okay? There's no difference. You don't know anything about trucks, don't worry about it. Just know that they do handle more. They're built, they're sturdier boxes, they can, they can handle the weight of a trailer that's much, you know, they can hold it together. So, Man, I started buzzing. The more I kept pulling, the more it was pushing weight on my truck. I mean, I felt the engine under strain. I started looking. I thought, Man, I gotta get, a new, I gotta get a new truck. Like you know, I, mean, I just can't be hauling this dirt around, putting such a strain on my engine. I was telling Haley, you know, babe, I mean, I think I need a new truck. And you know, for me, she's like, Yeah, I mean, you know, that sounds like a graph. think We should look at that. We started looking, and granted, things went like this. You know, when I started looking, the more I looked at them, the more I liked what I had. Because it's paid for. And I thought it was pushing 250,000 miles, but baby, I'll wave at you down the road like, what's up? I can still lean in it. What's up? I don't care. That baby is paid for. I've listened to Ronnie Van enough to hear him say by my head Best car you ever drive is which one? I didn't plan that. That's just what she said. Everybody paid for. So I just said, never mind. I'll just, you know what? I'll just wait. I'll figure it out. Found out that the guy would actually deliver this stuff to me. Paid him 60 bucks. He'd bring it out and just drop it on the front yard. Oh, man, save me four hours of my day? Gas money for $60? Yeah, that's all great. Bring it on, man. Get some godly counsel, though. Because if you can't find the answer in your scriptures, ask somebody else before you make that step. Because when you're going through different things like this, always look for... Some good counsel. Let me just say this: I wrote this down. I don't know why, but I wrote this down. Demanding seasons uh, also uh, require some seasons of rest. Like if you come out of a building project like these guys did, there, it would have been good for him just to hang tight. That's why the guys were saying, "Wait." It was a very demanding season. Hang tight. Just hold on a minute. Don't build the next thing yet. Just hang tight. But if you come out like maybe you're in college right now, I don't know. You just came out of a demanding season. You just come through a very heavy load of books and schedules and everything else and all the classes or whatever you're doing. And, you know, somebody just offered you this other thing, and now you can take on another one. And you just, man, you're, you're taxed. You know, I don't know. I can't speak for you what you should. But I'm just saying, is it going to matter if you get out of there in three weeks sooner or seven weeks sooner or ten weeks sooner? If it gives you enough peace to just slow down and relax a little bit? I mean, I'll tell you, I've been out of school for a bit now, and I, mean, I thought, oh, this is taking forever to get through school. And now I look back and like, well, eh, didn't take that long at all. Just saying, maybe you need to look for some pausing there, a little, little break from the project. Anyway, so seek his word and look for an answer. If you don't find it there, then you're going to find some good counsel. Now watch this. Did you get your answer resolved with the good godly counsel? Participate with me, please, again. It doesn't matter if you say yes or no. I just want you to lift hands just to participate with me, please. Okay. You say, yes, the gray hair answered my question. Those of you who say, yes, yes, I'm answered. Okay, great, fantastic. But what about for those of you who say, I can't find it in the scripture and I didn't get it from the godly you know, person around me? They're great, it, but it just still wasn't the right thing. Let me say, no, I didn't? Okay, there's a few of you that would, What would you do then? You've got to keep digging. If your answer was given, if, they, if the Lord used that person, though, and they answered your question, you said, oh, and they gave you scripture for it, too. Oh, thank you. And let me just say this about this The voice of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about next, the Holy Spirit. But the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of wisdom, they are the same voice. So don't ignore someone who says, hey, maybe you shouldn't buy that truck, Jody. Uh, paid for is better. Don't ignore that because that might be The voice of the Holy Spirit, you just might not like it. Yeah, but I want that new thing. Well, yeah, but is it really worth it? So if you can get your answer resolved, then we're going to the Holy Spirit. You say, well, shouldn't I go to the Holy Spirit first? Yeah, of course you should. But ultimately, if you're going to say, I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit, then it ought to be backed up by his word. First and foremost, if it's God, he's going to word first every time. Every single time. Because if you don't, you start saying, well, God said, 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 said. And before long, it's like, well, where is that in the Bible? Y'all hear what I'm saying, right? Word first. Get some good godly counsel. That's what the scriptures teach us that. Then go to the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying don't go to the Holy Spirit first. I'm saying trust God's word. That's why he gave it to you, okay? But the voice of wisdom, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the same voice. So listen to this in 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 14. It says, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So the Trinity is represented here to humanity. You have a relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Each have a different part that they play. But it's amazing how that to me, and this is to me, that Paul would have to say the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And I think it's because it's so easy to accept Jesus and it's so easy to accept God, but it's just the Holy Spirit's oftentimes overlooked because people have assumptions about Him. And it may just be me, but I'm going to tell you something. Um, If the power and the miracles and all the stuff that we see God do, if that's first and not the relationship, Then we seek what Jesus said, a sign, instead of the giver of the sign. If we seek the Lord first and seek the Holy Spirit first, that's great if all that stuff is taken. Fantastic. But I'm not supposed to be seeking after those things. And the Holy Spirit doesn't just do that. There's a whole number of other things that the Holy Spirit does. And it's funny how this is true. that They misunderstood God on Mount Sinai. They misunderstood Jesus in Jerusalem. And today, we still misunderstand the holy spirit so watch this so acts chapter 2 and verse 32 says that god raised up jesus from the dead and we're all witnesses of this and now he's exalted to the place of the highest honor in heaven at god's right hand and the father as he had promised watch this he gave him who jesus the holy spirit to what pour out upon us just as you see in here today i'm just telling you that the holy spirit is The relationship that you, when you look to the Lord, you're looking to God, I'm asking you to speak from your spirit to my spirit. And so then how do I know if it's the Holy Spirit? Let me just throw out a couple of thoughts for you, okay? First of all, it gets very difficult if you ask God to give you summary statements. Like, for instance, hey Lord, I'm thinking about buying a truck, you know, could you show me what kind of truck, the date, the year, the model, and everything? That gets really hard because you're asking God to break down a lot of answers for you. How about this? Remember, choose your adventure. Watch how much easier this is. Lord, I'm going to buy a truck. Is that okay? Now you don't have to deal with the color, the make, the model, or anything else like that. You're just saying, I'm going to do it. If you don't stop me, I'm going. Yes or no. It's a yes or no thing. And this comes from a place in the scriptures, and I'll, I'll share it to you in, just so, in a moment. But it seems like, again, we try to understand the work and the power of the Holy Spirit before coming to know him as a person. And he's as much a person as Jesus and God the Father. But he is the Holy Spirit. So listen. Apparently, I have a twin in town. I don't know about this guy. Apparently, I have a twin. Okay? So if you see somebody that looks like me, uh, it might not be me. Just forewarn you. So I get a call the other day, and this is weird because I was literally uh, in the area too. Strange. This guy calls me up. I hadn't seen him in years. He well, he texts me rather not call me. He texts me up. He's like, "Hey man," um, he uh, said. "I can't, I can't believe you just went right by me or whatever like that. I just can't believe you just." Which I thought, well, that could happen. I mean, it, you know, I mean, I could easily not see you believe me I can mind on something I'm not you know we've all done that and I said what where are you at man what are you talking about I didn't see you he said yeah I know I said no really where are you at and he says I'm down on Broad Street and I thought oh maybe I really didn't see him because I just went down there with Haley and I was picking up some stuff from one of the little stores for her I was just down there and I said well I was just down there just a few minutes ago maybe it was me and then he said nope not you thought it was he's still here Definitely not me because I'm not there. Just to be clear, that Joker's not me, okay? And I thought about that with us. How many times do we think things like, well, that looks like the Holy Spirit, sounds like the Holy Spirit. Maybe it is the Holy Spirit, but maybe it's not. Thank you. Hey, Amen. That's right. Sometimes it's not. And here's the funny thing. I just, just to be. Scripture will tell you this that there are those that will work a lot of miracles and, and that may not be of God. There'll be a lot of people who do some really cool stuff. May not even be of the Lord. There's some in the Bible and acts, Simon the Sorcerer, and others that did some really cool stuff. Woo! Look at that. Amazing. And everybody's like, Wow, take up selfie pictures and all that. Well, That's just crazy. Doesn't mean it's God. Could be. But if my judgment on the work of the Holy Spirit is based on something miraculous or something spectacular, and not on Scripture first, then I'm basing a walk on something that may or may not happen in my lifetime, and I can't build a relationship like that. What if I built a relationship like that with Haley? Eh, maybe I'll show up one day. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll come home. Maybe I won't. How well is that going to work for her? Not too good. I have her on my back. I have her parents on my back. Everybody's going to be on my back. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to that's not how it d- But if I'm consistent saying I'm going to be there, I'll be there. Now, you know, my truck's got 250,000 50,000 miles so maybe late, but I'm going to be there. Whatever, but if I'm there, she knows I'm going to be there. He's always there. But is my definition Of him being there on something I saw someone else have with him. And I'm saying, well, I don't have that, so therefore I must not have him. That's why you got to be careful with some of this stuff. Like, you know, very clearly, some are workers of miracles. That's great. Just because they worked a miracle doesn't mean they have a better relationship with the Holy Spirit than you. The scripture is very clear. Some people have discerning of spirits. The Holy Spirit gives them this ability to discern things that are spirit in the spirit world that you know you may not have. That does not mean they are above you in their walk with God. You have the Holy Spirit too. But when we look at these things that are out there that He does sometimes that are awesome, and I make judgment on that and say, "Well, because of that, I must not have Him." Now watch how hard it is to hear from God. Now, well, I never worked a miracle. And I never did this, so I must not have the Holy Spirit. And that's sad, because that's not the truth. So let me just read you what John said. This is what Jesus said in John. This, listen to the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 12, watch this. Jesus said there is so much more. Now, I'm going to give you a New Living Translation because of the words that's used, a little bit different. But John 16, 12, will put on the screen for you. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. Now, this is important because what is the truth? Well, the truth, Jesus said, will set you free. And what is the truth? My words are truth. It goes back to Scripture. It goes back to Scripture. So if you want to know the truth, you've got to have a background of God's word to understand even what he has heard, which is God's word. Then he says... He will tell you about the future. Now, I'm so thankful that this is here and not these other prerequisites. Well, if you really want to know if you have a working of the Holy Spirit in your life, then you're going to work a lot of miracles. You'll see a lot of healings. Supernatural and spectacular things are going to take place. And that'll tell you right there if you got him. I'm so thankful that's not there. But this right here, every one of us can say, yeah. Yeah. This, is, this, this makes sense. Verse 14, he says, He will bring me glory, who? Jesus, by telling you whatever he receives from me. So when we go to the Father, we're asking God for things. We go in the name of Jesus. The Lord is revealing things to you. But again, it comes from God. He's going to spirit to spirit right here. He's talking to you by, your spirit, by the Holy Spirit to your spirit. And he says, verse 15, man, I love this right here. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And this is why I said, the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. It's the Trinity working together and they care enough about you to tell you things, to give you truth, to show you the future. Not everybody's future. You you might not be like a, you know, like the 1-800 lady on TV, the psyche. That ain't what he's talking about. Like, you know, crazy woman. No, not that. But you, like if I need his direction, maybe you don't, that's fine. But if you need his direction, he guarantees you this in the scripture. He will show you things to come. Show you the future. For you, not for everybody else in the room. It ain't like back to the future either. This is like spirit to spirit. Probably not going to be a summary. Probably going to be more of a yes and a no. Because you're kind of choosing your adventure anyway. <clears throat> Interesting enough. In the Old Testament, there is this uh, example all throughout the Old Testament in the priesthood. They would have had the, and I don't have the all the stuff, I'd have to get a picture to show you this kind of thing, but you just have to, when you go back and read some of the priesthood, you've read about where they had the breastplate and all these different things, all the jewels and this stuff in in the front. I don't mean this in any disregard, but think a pair of bib overalls, okay? The best way I can explain it to you. But think in that kind of design, not, it ain't a they weren't wearing Liberty bibs, okay? I'm just saying, they weren't wearing a put- overalls. <laughs> Some of y'all think like, man, that's all right, man, you know? <laughs> I love my bibs, baby, you know? I mean, these, no, that's not what it was. But I can't explain another way that it was covering. They had another stuff, but they had a covering. But it had this pouch thing here, and it had all these little jewels in it and whatnot. But they had another thing called, it was called an ephod. It was the thing they wore on the neck, a little pouch. The jewels were in the breastplate and all this stuff. But this was a little pouch called the ephod. And in this ephod... They were called these two rocks, two stones, or two marbles, two whatever you want to pick, it don't matter to me. The the Urim and the Thumana. Maybe I'm pronouncing it right or wrong. It doesn't matter. The point is, this is how they inquired of the Lord. If you had an issue, you you are a leader, you had this going on, you had an issue. Even in matters of discourse where there were things of like, you know, he took my donkey. No, I didn't. He took my donkey. That kind of stuff. It just was wild. They could inquire of the Lord by going to the priest and they would go there and they would say, you know, should I buy a new truck? That's it. Yes or no. Not, hey, I'm going to go buy a new truck. It's going to be this, this, this. Could you help me if it's going to be green with blue? No. Should I buy a new truck? That's what my plan is doing. Yes or no. And somehow, some way, they reached in and when they put, they pulled out the right one. And it was a yes and a no. And one of the, the, um, uh, the definitions of these are lights and perfections. Don't you find it interesting? The spirit of man is the lamp or the light of the Lord. And don't you find it interesting that God's going to speak from his spirit to your spirit, which is right over your heart. And don't you find it interesting, even in the Old Testament, they would have done the same thing. Although they didn't have the spirit like you have today, and they didn't have a regenerated spirit, a new birth experience like you do, they still had this idea that go and inquire of the Lord, look for a yes and a no. Stop looking for paragraphs and sentences and structures and all this extra stuff. Yes or no? Make it easier. And so, I'm going to show you this house in operation in the New Testament, and then we're going to be done, okay? Acts chapter 16 and verse 6. How many you know that Jesus said to go into all the world and preach the gospel, right? He told us that. It says in his word, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He also said, go into your hometown, go into the neighborhood towns, go over here. He gave kind of rings of where to kind of go out, right? But nonetheless, he told them to go. So Paul, and a group of these guys are here, Paul and Silas in particular, but these, they're going to obey the Lord. They are going to preach the gospel. So Acts chapter 16 and verse 6, and this is what it says, next Paul and Silas, they traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because, watch this, the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Now, okay, they're doing what Jesus told them to go do. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says no. Seems like there's a bit of a conflict, doesn't it? Some tension, Well, wait a minute, God told us to go, Jesus told us to go preach the gospel. Now the Holy Spirit say no, why? I don't know why. Maybe the people weren't ready. Maybe it was going to be dangerous. Maybe there was some obstacle there that, that was not broken through yet. You know, some things, uh, you know, one of our Bible college teachers told us, said sometimes, you know, it'd do us more good if we just pray before we go instead of going and then praying. You know, take a little time to prep before you go. But in this case, I believe Paul, Paul and Saul, I mean, these, these guys pray, let's just be honest. I mean, there's some pretty um, great illustrations in the Bible where they're praying. Their prayers did stuff like physically shaking stuff. You know, there's some interesting prayers in the Bible with these guys. But nonetheless, nonetheless, they were going. And as they went, they had planned to go here to preach. And the Holy Spirit said, no, wait. Uh. Uh-uh. So what did they do? They didn't argue. They didn't cry. didn't complain. They said, okay. Then, verse 7, coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Now, you might get frustrated thinking, I'm supposed to do what Jesus said. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm doing what he asked me to do. And the Holy Spirit keeps saying, no, 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 no. Why can't they get an agreement? They are in agreement. But don't you find it interesting? They did, he, there's nothing in here about the Holy Spirit said, hey, you know, take a right turn. And after that, you're going to take a detour over here. Take the 311 down to here and take a toll booth there and get to this. And then you're going to have to go... Nothing about that. It just said, "Uh uh-uh, don't go there. Now, every one of us, before I go any further, you already know what that's like. And it doesn't matter what the thing was, but we have all had something where we knew, no, best not. But how many of you say, you choose your own adventure, you did it anyway, and man, you're like, oh, God. Why did I, that's what we all say, why, why did I do it? He tried to tell us. We just did our own thing. But if you also have had it where you've, you sense that, uh-uh, don't do it. And you backed off and said, okay, okay, hold on. And you saw why, you might not saw why, but it kind of worked out. That's how simple it is to hear from the Holy Spirit. It's not that complicated. It's just you got to deal with flesh first, and that's what's not uh, not so easy. So again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow him to go there. So verse eight. So instead, here's the third one, So instead, they're going through on, through Mysia to the seaport of Troas, and then that night Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia and northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, "Come over to Macedonia and help us." Now, <laughs> you'd say, "Well, of course he got a vision. Obviously, that's what he should do." <laughs> okay, but I just want you to see something. First couple of times it was uh uh don't do that. And they listened. So he sees this, he gets this vision. So verse 10. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once. Watch this. Having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there, they concluded what the Holy Spirit was saying. It's not always paragraphs and like massive long letters from the Holy Spirit. It's sometimes it's just as simple as I'm going here. Unless you say, no, this is what I'm doing. And if you get on uh-uh, don't wait. Okay, 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 okay. All right, I'll back off that. Oh, there goes one right there. That, 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 that's a used truck. What about that one? Let's try that. No, no, no. Oh, man. Come on. But I'm telling you, if we'll trust him, it will go much more well for each of us. <clears throat> and the interesting thing was, this was their choice. I, there's nothing much in there that I've, you know, seen where they just laid out all these plans and said, you know, God give us the right, which one? They just went. And they trusted the Lord along the way. And so my, my sharing with you right now is this. Um, if you go to the Word and you, you say, my answer is there, great. You really don't need to go any further. Your answer was given to you by the Lord. Rejoice in that. Say thank you, Jesus, for speaking to me. If it doesn't, if you don't have a, you can't get, you know, lay down the the answer there in, the, in His Word. Go to find like, some good counsel. If you get it there, you go, yes, thank you, Jesus. And hopefully, they give you some scripture. You know, ask them for some. That'd be great. Hey, man, you got any verse or whatever? That'd be better. Yes, rejoice in that. God spoke to you. That is not. Please don't ever devalue the beauty of the Lord speaking through His Word. That is the most beautiful thing He could ever do is give you a word from the Scriptures. We often think, well, it has to be over here. No, it doesn't. He could do it right through the Bible. So, the Bible and then some good counsel, but then, I still don't have my answer. Okay, then, let's go to the Holy Spirit. But let's make it easy enough to actually hear from Him. Lord, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to do Lay out there before the Lord. X, Y, Z, whatever it is. I don't know. This is what we're going to do. Now, unless you tell me no, unless I get a, something on the inside says, uh-uh, I don't think that's right. Here's where we're going. And I promise you this. If you're a Christian, you, you already know how that that sense is. He'll tell you. The question is, are we going to listen? So today I want to pray for you, and and I just want to encourage you in this that, uh, if you're seeking the Lord right now, again, don't underestimate the power of His Word. Like His Word is foundational; it's first, it's primary, number one, number one is His Word. I mean, Jesus even said, "The Word became flesh and dwelt among us." Don't overlook the power and the beauty of His Word. And so, but I, I want to encourage you, right? Now, if you're trying to seek from the Lord, I want to pray for you this morning. So, I'm asking you to close your eyes and bow your heads, but don't know where you're at don't know if that word was for you what gary said earlier and they had to step out you know they they got ministry stuff they do on all different weeks and stuff so um i don't know if that was for you but what gary said i would tell you this much if if that seemed like something from the lord i would i'd be encouraged by what you just heard today Uh, because he didn't know he doesn't have a copy of my notes he didn't know what i was talking about and um but I just feel like my heart, somebody just need to be reminded of that, man. The Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. God wants to give you a word. God wants to help you along your walk with Christ, help you in your, your marriage, help you with your kids, He wants to help you on your job. He wants to help you in relationships, help you. He really wants to be there to help you along the way. And so whatever it is right now, you sense that like, man, I, I just need an answer from God. Start with his word. If you don't get it there. Go just get some friends to help you, but balance that off of his word. And as you're going, if you, if you still aren't getting your answer, go to the Holy Spirit. But, man, if the Holy Spirit says wait, then just listen and trust His promptings. Trust what He's speaking to your spirit. <clears throat> so as I pray for you right now, I just want you to just turn your hearts to the Lord right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray for those in the room right now that, that are watching my broadcast, either one. But, God, are just, they're asking questions of you, Lord. And God, there's some questions I know that we don't always get answers to. Sometimes we don't get the answers we want. And sometimes we don't get answers at all. Questions that we all have. We have things that we ask questions. And Lord, they're they're not pertinent to us. They are something that's just unimaginable or unattainable in the human knowledge. And so God, we just say right now for those things, we trust you in those. But the things that do pertain to us as individuals right now. There's some in this room right now, they're trusting you with their marriage. They're asking questions right now. God, what should I do? And Lord, you have an answer for them in your word, for the people and the Holy Spirit. There are some in this room right now, they have questions about their finances, they have questions about things of what they should do. And Lord, you have an answer for them. And I just pray by your precious Holy Spirit, Lord, would you speak a word to them? God, I pray that you would comfort those in the room right now that have to make tough calls. That, that they're not easy, but they're following you. They're trusting you in it. But it's the right calls. I pray for those right now that they're seeking you and they're yet to, to land on the answer. But God, they are trusting you. They poured out their hearts to you. And today, God, we're, we're trying our best to explain, God, how you speak to our hearts. God, as you just take that lamp, as you take that lantern and you're communicating, you're speaking to us. God, I just pray that we hear the word of the Lord for our lives. God, I pray today that, God, whatever it is that maybe in their marriages or in, in a financial situation or whatever it might be. Maybe it's with the kids or a job or I, I don't know, but whatever it is, Lord, I just pray. Lord, we'd make it as simple as possible. i come to you with a simple question. Lord, should I? God, is this? Whatever the question, make it easy so we can hear from you, Lord. And I just thank you that you speak still today. And I thank you, Lord, for peace that passes all understanding. Lord, that in our, all of our hearts right now, God, if there is no peace, God, we know that is not you. You, the author of, you are not the author of confusion, but you are the author <coughs> of peace. And so I pray, Lord, that the peace of God rule in our hearts today. And Lord, I pray right now, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, Lord, I pray they would yield their lives to you if they're watching on broadcast. I pray they would yield their lives to you right now. So if you're in this room with your eyes closed, head bowed, no one's looking, just just for a moment. Say, Pastor Jody, I I don't know the Lord. I've never received Christ as my Savior, but I I need to do that. Because right now you have a, a prompting in your heart that's saying you need to accept Jesus. So we're going to pray for you right now. The whole church is going to pray. We're going to pray with you. But I'm going to ask you to pray this out loud because the Bible says that as a man or woman believes in their heart, then they also confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Then you shall be saved. So we're going to follow the scriptures. So you're here. You need to pray. We're going to pray together right now. just repeat this after me with the whole church. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I give you my life and I give you my heart. I acknowledge that you are the Lord Jesus Christ and I acknowledge <clears throat> that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. And I ask you today to save me. And I make you the Lord of my life in Jesus name. Amen and amen and amen. Man if you prayed that prayer we're so proud of your church. Right give me a hand. So wonderful, so wonderful. We'd love to help you get started walking with the Lord. So in the seat back in front of you or online, you can do this as well. If you're watching my broadcast or you want to do it in here, Uh, there's a connect card, connect.cornerstone.com. And uh, we'd love to help you get started walking with the Lord there. If you just take that moment, fill it out for us, drop it in one of the offering boxes on your way out the door, or do digitally online if you're watching my broadcast, you can do it there as well. We'll get in touch with you, help you get started walking with Christ. I couldn't think of one thing better for you. To begin a walk with God than to start this Experiencing God Bible study together. I'm telling you right now, if you've done it before, someone that will tell you it's, it's that good. But it will help you so much in beginning a walk with God. It is that good. So I encourage you to pick up your copy and start that with us. We'll, we'll be putting our groups online and everything else over the next week. So if you still know, not too late, you can sign up and be a part of our group. Uh, be a group leader for us and all that kind of stuff, and join a group the next week. It'll be it'll be, it'll be great. So, hey, before you go, I uh, want you stand to your feet, and uh, let me just speak this over you before you go today, and just thank you for your generosity. Uh, Gary, normally we close out, but like I said, they do some ministry, so pray for them. You know, a lot of times you don't uh, know this, maybe, but so Gary, Carolyn, Terry, Theta, some of the guys in here, they do ministry up at WindShape, and they go up there and they are ministering to families and marriages and all kinds of different things like that. And so, man, just pray for these guys. They're doing other things as well. So anyway, just wanted to let you know that. So thank you for your generosity. Thanks for giving. Offering box in the back, uh, you can give and do that kind of thing online. There's All that stuff is available for you to do. So I want to say thank you for for doing that as well. So let me speak this over your life. Uh, maybe you speak this out loud with you right now over your family. I think it'd be great, but we're going to put it on the screen for you. Uh, may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you his peace. God bless you guys so much. Have a great, great day. Enjoy your week. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.